0: I failed parallel parking when I took the test. Yeah. But it was the only thing I failed, so it, it, like, evened out. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. I think that they're kind of like, if you have a handle of a car, like, and they're not, like, a super stickler.
0: Well, in my hometown, there's nowhere, actually nowhere to parallel park, so they were just, like, one of them was fine.
1: Yeah. Dallas, there was a lot of parallel parking. Yeah.
0: I suck at it. I'm really bad at it.
1: I can do it, like, I normally have to, like, readjust a few times, but...
0: I usually get really anxious and I'm just like, it's not going to work. Just
1: I text people when I do a really good job. Oh, okay. I'm like, oh, I wish someone was in the car. When I like get it like perfect on the first try, yeah. I'm just like, oh, damn. Yeah.
0: Why did no one see that? I know, right? Sometimes the last time I did a really good job, George was in the car. And I was like, George, George. Because I always have to like turn the music off and like put George Uh in the next seat to like
1: minimize it (laughs) yeah I can normally end up getting it yeah yeah so should we get started sickness (laughs) (laughs) so I've been sick for the past Yeah, (laughs) you've been sick which is not fun I may or may not be getting sick yeah move a little bit closer
0: there. I guess you insist. <laughs> um,
1: I wish everyone could see what we're wearing right I now. I know. I literally have like those socks. Oh. <laughs> that I could probably wear.
0: I showed up to Aaron's apartment, and we are wearing the exact same outfit: mm-hmm. black jeans, white t-shirts. <laughs> yep, like exactly, literally the exact, <laughs> exact same. <outfit. laughs> it looks like a weird like uniform, actually. Yes. Um, it's a good outfit though it is a good outfit oh my god i just remembered never mind never mind i have a surprise for you next time we record
1: <laughs> oh, i'm so excited i haven't received it yet oh
0: okay. but i have a surprise for you an accidental surprise <laughs> oh my god i can't wait right in time for the
1: end of your birthday month yes <laughs> oh i am gonna be here next weekend for how are you not gonna leaving? be
0: Oh, you were going to go somewhere. You know what I realized on my way over here? I can't record on Saturday because of Boston Book Festival.
1: Oh, that's right. So we could record on Thursday, I was thinking, maybe? Mm-hmm. Or, like, Sunday. That's fine. Yeah. I have a meeting at one on Thursday, but other than that. Okay. We'll figure it out I next did... week. Oh, yeah, Boston Book Festival. Yeah, i got to work there all day. I'll probably go for a little bit. But,
0: yeah, Halloween, then. Yes, yeah, Halloween. I don't know what – I don't have a, like po- – I didn't – <laughs> I haven't been like invited to do anything.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm like I could lay my bed like I know. I'm trying to get Dan to let me throw a party at his mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. Cuz my thing was Kit and I were talking about like throwing a party, but neither of us have a living space to throw it in. I oh could, yeah, your apartment. Um, I could throw a party here. in our studio. Um but then we were both like are we gonna want to throw a party? a couple hours after we both work at Boston Book Festival all day. That's true. And we both were like, no, we don't want to do that. But then Dan was like, that's the only night I could do the party. So Mm. I'm like, do I want to pretend that I can still party like that? Yes. Yes. (laughs) As you go to say no.
1: As I'm like, no. You're like, no, LOL. And I'm like, well – Maybe. I just had my students uh, an essay that's due, like, the 30th, and I was like, you have two weekends to work on this. Work on it this weekend, because next weekend's your first Halloween in college, so, like, Don't be a loser. Do (laughs) do it now because I know you're not going to do it next week.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm, like, debating how badly I want to encourage my students to wear
1: costumes to class because I teach on Halloween. Oh, do you? I did last year and a few of them did. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. I wore an orange skirt and a black blazer. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Some of my students, like, and one of my students who like would never talk, He just like showed up. I don't even remember what he was wearing. Oh, I wish he remembered. But he was wearing like it was like a onesie. Like, oh, he was an Angry Bird. He was wearing like an. Oh he showed up to God. class in like an Angry Bird onesie, and he like never spoke. And I was like, extra credit for you. It was probably his PJs. Probably. <laughs> I was like
0: that's great (laughs) okay I bought um my favorite murder has a mod cloth code right now Mm -hmm. so I use their discount code and I got a bat print dress that I'm like maybe I'll wear this for Halloween I know I was like oh Halloween outfit JK year-round outfit
1: (laughs) yeah for real
0: I don't know what I would be I don't know. I still like our idea that we talked about on the last podcast. Yeah, I feel like that's if we do something, that's what we should do. All right.
1: Or I'll just be like a planet.
0: I mean, you could still just be a planet, and I could be
1: Cassini. Cassini yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> would, would you? Which planet would you pick? I don't know. I'd be Pluto. I just have like a heart on my. <laughs> No, I have to plan. I feel like, but it, I, when I get sick, like, normally, mm. I, I there's, like, no in-between for me. It's either I power through and yeah. just, like, pretend like I'm not sick, or I do nothing and I never want to do anything ever again. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> the thought of, like, planning for Halloween right now, I'm just, like, I just want to lay in bed for the rest of my life. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm, like, I I feel like... Yeah, when I start to get sick, like, the the last 12 to 24 hours, I am such an anxiety monster, because it's, like this stage is way less about like oh i feel shitty physically and more like well now that you're sick like it's yeah. going to affect this and you're so busy and you're going to be so stressed and mm-hmm. i like freak myself out
1: i'm trying to like lean into it mm, yeah like lean for into the, it the past 3 nights i've only eaten tater tots for dinner okay well maybe that's why you don't feel so good anymore <laughs> Like freezer tater tots? Yeah, she's
0: like, I was just
1: like, I don't feel like leaving. I don't feel like ordering food. I don't feel like eating anything. Yeah. I have tater tots in the freezer. And so that's what I, I mean. I had it with a salad a few nights. Last night it was.
0: <laughs> tater tots and salad.
1: Last night it was only tater tots. <laughs> That's fine. So I told you what I ate for dinner last night. Oh yeah, that was incredible. French fries and (laughs) carrot carrot cake. cake. (laughs) That's a. I mean, that's a great dinner. I felt
0: really gross afterwards. How's carrot cake? Oh, it was really good. I'm I'm sure that it's like grocery store carrot cake that this place just buys, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. that's fine with me. Yeah, that means I don't have to buy a whole carrot cake. And I get it put in my hand at the door of my apartment.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's pretty great. (laughs) My sister had great cupcakes at the wedding. Tell me every single thing about (laughs) them. I had an Almond Joy one, which was, it was like chocolate with like a cream filling Mm -hmm. and then a coconut like frosting. Oh, it was so good. Two of my cousins who they're like 12 and like. 13 I think they were eating cupcakes before because they were just out like right. they didn't do like a cutting of the cake or anything right. <laughs> they were eating cupcakes during the cocktail
0: hour <laughs> well yeah like that's when you're 12 and you're like yeah. everyone else is like drunk I, I guess. know I'm gonna,
1: like... they were so cute were they little cupcakes or yeah. like full-size they cupcakes? were like medium-sized okay. cupcakes yeah but I like walk over and I was like hey and they're just like <laughs> cupcakes I was like <laughs> I was like this is Amazing! Yeah, party <laughs> like, hard. Yeah, and <laughs> we dancing together after. It was very cute. Um, but yeah, all the they like the cupcakes. What were the other bite. flavors? They had they had pumpkin, <gasps> like a pumpkin cream. Shut they the had that. a mocha. They had okay salted caramel. Damn, and another flavor that I I think they might have just had a regular chocolate.
0: Okay.
1: Oh, and a s'mores. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. how
0: many did you eat?
1: I only had an almond joy. I didn't really eat that much because I was so busy right, right I was just right, like right. talking to to people and like um, that's like the thing about weddings yeah, yeah they like had they didn't have a seating chart, but they just had like but they had like two like head tables for the families reserved mm-hmm. and my mom wanted like some other of our family to like sit there and like whatever and so. <laughs> My mom was like, go sit with the Denotos. They're your family. So, like, that's, like, my sister's best friend and one of my good friends. So, my mom was like, just go sit with them. They're, like, family. I was like, okay, bye, everyone. Okay, well. <laughs> I feel like my mom was just like, you're just going to take care of everything. You're just yeah. like – I'm like, okay. Libra.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Damn, I would eat one of each of those cupcakes mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. It was – So welcome to Adjunct Astrologers.
0: (laughs) I was just about to talk about all the different donuts I've eaten this month. (laughs) I've
1: had apple cider donuts at so many different places. I love apple cider donuts.
0: (laughs) um, They come in all different shapes and sizes, just like us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Oh!
0: It's good that you're I mean it's not good that you're sick, but it's like fitting that we're actually sick. Or you're yeah. sick, I may be sick. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's why we
1: decided to t- today. Yes, we are talking about uh what are we talking about? Astrological <laughs> healing. Oh, that's right. Medicine yeah. and astrology. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm Michelle Butters. and I am Erin Jones. <laughs> And we are wearing the exact same (laughs) outfit. We (laughs) really are. I need to, like, Snapchat this.
0: (laughs) If we were, like, active on Instagram, I'd be like, this is it. Yeah. But I would want, we need, like, a third person to take our pick.
1: Yeah. I don't have pets.
0: (laughs) That silent moment when it's like, well.
1: Well. (laughs) We're not cool enough to have, like, a Steven. Yeah. One one day. day, Oh! (laughs) Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: they never podcast it again.
1: or like. All right, we're going out on a, on a high note. Um, do you want to talk first? Or do yeah, you want me I'll talk too? first okay. because I feel like mine's kind of like the history.
0: Uh-huh. Um, okay, so as you might have guessed, Aaron's sick. I may be sick by association. Might be sick. I've been trying to not Google my symptoms. Mm, so we smart. decided we were texting yesterday what we should do for our podcast today, and we decided we wanted to do astrological healing, not knowing anything about it or whether it really existed. Because you just said it. You were like, said it kind of as a joke, right? Yeah. And we're like, we have no idea if this is an actual thing. But surprise, (laughs) it certainly is. yeah. I mean, we should have have known. (laughs) It it was in ancient times, Mm -hmm. and it is now. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the intersection of astrology astrology and medicine like throughout history. I love it. And a Mm -hmm. lot of this I I pulled from um, I was about to say YouTube but I mean mean Wikipedia. Um, Okay so ancient Egyptians. Yes. (laughs) In the western world early references to the influence of stars and planets on human health date to the 5th century BC. So ancient Egyptians (laughs) were apparently the first sort of civilization to start thinking about how different body parts were under the influence of different mm, signs, mm-hmm. which is what you're gonna talk about mm-hmm. later. Yeah, right?
1: like the specifics.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. So this belief, like I said, it it's believed to have started with the Egyptians and then spread into Europe. Um but then also there were it it like happened it manifested differently in the West and in the East, of course, but There were also similar things going on in ancient China with astrology Mm -hmm. and medicine, um, which makes a lot of sense because medicine, I read this a bunch, repeated a bunch of times. In Egypt, especially, um, medicine was still really connected to religion and mysticism and magic Mm. at that time. So a lot of like, quote, medicinal practices were based on prayer and like spells and potions. But even back then, a lot of it was believed, like there were, the way that astrology played into it was that there were prime times to, for example, like pick specific plants that would be used in medications oh, or that's cool. prime times to like do surgical procedures. Because uh-huh. even the Egyptians were doing surgery in some way because they learned so much about anatomy from mummification oh, that they were doing... So cool like minor and sometimes kind of scary sounding major surgeries you know did they have a way to do like anesthesia I didn't get that far into it but I doubt it I feel like they probably did like I almost said some Game of Thrones shit like milk of the poppy or mm. something where you were just like drugged up but yeah. not actually super like high. numb. <laughs> yeah, super high. So then in classical Greece, so like 400 to 300 years BC, so skip ahead a couple centuries. Mm-hmm. Hippocrates actually was known for his interest in astronomy and astrology and he is doctors still say the Hippocratic oath now. So mm-hmm. um so he was a Greek physician and is considered one of the most outstanding figures in the history of medicine. He's sometimes referred to as the father of medicine in recognition of his lasting contributions to the field. And he is credited, actually, with being the first person to believe that diseases were caused naturally, not because of superstition and gods.
1: Oh, which is really
0: cool. Yeah, really interesting. But the thing that, like, I didn't know about him is that he didn't, necess- he didn't think that diseases were caused by, like I said, these sort of like mystical things, but he thought that you might be able to use astrology and astronomy, or probably astronomy, he would say, to cure them mm. or to diagnose them. And he's credited with saying, a physician without a knowledge of astrology has no right to call himself a physician.
1: <gasps> what if that was like a prerequisite for yeah. <laughs> to a doctor? And I was like, mm. Hippoco- Hippocrates said... Yeah, well, Hippocrates said... Have you heard of him? I want that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Okay.
0: So he separated the discipline of medicine from religion, like I said, believing and arguing that disease was not a punishment inflicted by the gods, but rather the product of environmental factors, diet, and living habits. Mm. Um, indeed, there is not a single mention of a mystical illness in the entirety of his corpus, like his writings... However, Hippocrates did work with many convictions that were based on what is now known to be incorrect astronomy, incorrect anatomy and astronomy, but at the time was considered like astronomy. Mm -hmm. So... The use in medicine of the stars and of the sun, moon, and planets is an ancient practice, like I said. So I pulled a lot of this from, there are a lot of people who have written, like, dissertations on the way astrology affected early medical study. So a bunch of these quotes are, this was from somebody at Buffalo, University of Buffalo's, like, PhD dissertation. How can I do a PhD on that? (laughs) There's actually a field of study called archaeoastronomy. Which is where you study how, through archaeology, you study how ancient cultures looked at the stars. And it, I learned all this today doing this research. I love that. It's separate from the, the distinction between archaeoastronomy and astronomy is like now astronomy, when you study astronomy, it's based on science. But mm. archaeoastronomy mm. is based on archaeological finds. Mm-hmm. So you could do that. That would be so okay, <laughs> so this person in their dissertation argued that the practice of medicine based on the stars reached its peak in the in medieval Europe. Mm. Um, so, like fourteen fifty A.D. up to like seventeen hundreds, and I found a bunch of weirdos in that period who were doing weird astrological influenced medicine, kind of in like some bad ways, some weird ways. Mm. But so starting in like fourteen fifty. Medical practitioners in medieval Europe regarded different signs of the zodiac in planets as having governance over different parts of the body based on ancient texts, controlling different diseases seasonally, and then also affecting the usefulness of different drugs. For example, like I said earlier, to be effective, certain plants and herbs had to be collected during the times in which their associated planets were visible. Mm. Um, So one of these weirdos, okay, this guy, his name is Simon Foreman, and he was an Elizabethan astrologer, occultist, herbalist, and fake doctor active in London during the reigns of Queen Elizabeth I, Um, and I found him through these two... PhD students are doing this whole project where they make all of his primary sources available online. So you can just go read all of these super weird, like, documents from his Mm. medical, quote, medical practice, basically. And he had over 80,000, like, a crazy number of patients, basically. But he is, interestingly enough, like, tied up in a lot of Shakespearean conspiracy theory because he, like, knew people around like Shakespeare and theater Uh at that time. So he's actually mentioned a lot in like literary historian and literary theory writing because he was like on the outskirts of that circle. But he hasn't been, only in the last couple years has he apparently been, like one of the PhD people who did this project wrote a book about him and it's called Magic and Medicine in Elizabethan London. I think that's what the name of it is. Netflix
1: needs to turn that into a TV show. It needs to be a TV (laughs) show. And they need to hire me to write it. (laughs) So basically, he
0: started as a medical student at Oxford Mm -hmm. and got, like, kicked out for something. He was, like, a huge womanizer. And he was born in, like, 15... So, yeah, 1552. And after his stint at Oxford, he began to practice astrological medicine in the 1570s. And from what I could like, glean from reading, it wasn't that uncommon of a practice at that time in London, this idea of astrological medicine. Mm -hmm. And basically, he would do different charts. Like, he would use someone's natal chart and also create charts based on, like, when they got sick Mm -hmm. um, to try and determine how to treat them and also to predict the course of their illness. Uh, But he also did like, made magical potions and at one point said he could summon angels. So he was kind of a weird, weird guy. Can I be him for Halloween? (laughs) Oh my god, can we? So by (laughs) 1587, he was distilling medicine and, like I said, claimed to have begun to summon angels. He drew up charts to answer questions of all sorts, including diagnosing patients' diseases. Foreman's use of astrology apparently differed from standard late medieval practices, which depended heavily on the placement of the moon and other planets in the 12 houses of the patient's chart. Foreman considered the planets too, but the key to his astrology was his understanding of the outermost spheres, uh, the 8th, 9th, and 10th spheres. So apparently, at this time, it was more acceptable to think of seven planets Mm -hmm. that we could see that were visible before the telescope was invented in the 1600s. So Venus, uh, you know, the moon, those were all considered planets. Um, But he based his astrology on the stars, like the fixed stars beyond those spheres. Mm -hmm. And the person that was writing this was like, I don't really know how that could be effective because they weren't really even measurable at that time. But that's what his like that's what he advertised as the thing that guided his shit. Good marketing. Man. I know, right? And I think, oh, I didn't, I didn't paste it into my document, but um, he mm-hmm. wrote, the reason that there's so much information on him is he wrote, like, prolifically about not only his patients, but all of his, like, doctrines and mm-hmm. beliefs um, in a way that seemed kind of, like, egotistical. And he also wrote about affairs he had with a lot of his female patients and in a problematic way like he also wrote about treating women differently Mm. than men and how treating women depended on like diagnosing and treating women (laughs) medically depended (coughs) on whether or not they were sexually active which Mm. is gross but anyway he had this one one of the like many books that he wrote and none of them got published None of his books were published. Um, oh my God. One of them Deserves was three hundred it. it was like three hundred drugs or something or three an apothecary of three hundred drugs that like he used. Mm-hmm. over one tenth of them were incorporated magical incantations. So anyway, super interesting guy.
1: We need to write a TV show. <laughs> I know,
0: we totally should because I feel like it could be in vogue with all the like historical fiction. Oh, yeah. I'm shocked that, I bet that he has been portrayed from the Shakespearean side, but maybe not as, like, a weirdo occultist. Mm -hmm. So another, right around that same time, a little bit after, group of weird astrological physicians, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this correctly, but the Iatro-Iatro mathematicians, it's like I-A-T-R-O, mathematicians, uh-huh. um, were a school of physicians in 17th century Italy who tried to apply the laws of mathematics and mechanics in order to understand the functioning of the human body, including the, like, measurements of the planets and the stars. Cool. They associate various stars or zodiac signs with um, the functioning of the human body as like... It's interesting because it's like each of these groups takes those original ideas of like how each sign would affect the body and like puts their own weird lens on them. Mm -hmm. Um, But their idea is that planets and existing cosmos in space are correlated with certain parts of the body through mathematical equations and that they can predict biological setbacks Mm. So basically this idea that you're sort of like predetermined or you have like weaknesses based on where the like planets and stars were when you were born. Its doctrine is based on cosmobiology in which several emotional and physiological dilemmas in the body are associated with the positioning of celestial bodies in outer space. And then jump ahead to modern times. So I discovered the Iatro-Iatro mathematicians through this amazing article in The Atlantic called, what is it called? Your Zodiac Sign, Your Health. Mm-hmm. And it's about studies, scientific and like medicinal studies from the last 10 years that like reluctantly show that when you were born, you're more predisposed to having certain diseases. So I'll just read. This This article is by Elijah Wolfson, and, and I'll tweet it when this uh, this episode comes out. But I'm going to read some from it because I was, like, shocked. Uh, so there's something. So he, he talks about how, like, uh, astrology used to be really associated with medicine and these days. Like, a lot of people consider it sort of bunk science. Mm-hmm. Even though he quotes a study from 2009 that... of Americans believe in astrology on some level. Um, So anyway, he says, These days, astrology has lost some of its luster and is generally assumed to be bunk by the scientific community. But there's something to astrology that rationalists have to contend with. The season of your birth, it turns out, appears to have a strong influence on your future. Depending on whether you were born in the spring, summer, fall, or winter, you could have a higher or lower risk For schizophrenia, multiple sclerosis, sleep disorders, type 1 diabetes, bipolar disorder, and allergies, among others, the season of your birth also seems to affect how long you live. On their own, these individual studies could could be the result of abnormal grouping, just random scattered clusters, but accumulated, a pattern emerges, begging the question, is there any science behind the dusty old pickup line, what's your sign? Um, And so I'm skipping ahead to a quote from... I think we
1: dusted that pickup line I know. (laughs) A
0: neuroscientist. uh, It seems absurd that the month you are born slash conceived can affect your future life chances, writes neuroscientists Russell G. Foster and Till Ronenberg in a 2008 study. But they then go on to point out no fewer than 24 different health disorders connected to season of birth and ultimately admit, uh, quote... Despite human isolation from season changes in temperature, food, and photo period in the industrialized nations, the seasons still appear to have a small but significant impact on when individuals are born and many aspects of their health.
1: Wow. Yeah. Crazy. I love it so much. We know that there
0: is this weird connection between seasonal birth and certain disorders, but we don't know why, says Chris. Carleglio, Carleglio, a neuroscientist currently working as a postdoctoral fellow at Brown University.
1: Wow. <laughs>
0: so weird. That's so cool. It's super weird. It's like that one, that article we talked about in the full moon episode about mm-hmm. the full moon affecting your sleep cycle, even yeah. if you don't sleep, like, even if you're not exposed to moonlight.
1: Mm-hmm. That was so good. There you go. I feel like that was like a research paper. (laughs) I actually have my students listen to it and be like, this is a (laughs) A multimedia essay. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. I'm Um, like, can't wait though,
0: because I I kept like stopping myself from going too deep because I didn't, I was like excited to hear your mm, presentation mm -hmm. on like the actual.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, So I kind of looked up. There are things that are associated with your sign mm-hmm. for um for like health problems and also houses two houses I'm gonna talk about and then okay. planets okay. um so like planets in those houses and in your sign ah! yeah okay so I would recommend to everyone here to like pause right now and then look up your chart because I have like very specifics that I I will be kind of reading or just listen now and then go back and, yeah. and look later so each of the signs there's a lot of like pictures out there um and like drawings from like the 1400s and stuff like that when the drawings started to come out that that depict different parts of your body um relating to each sign oh yeah the, i saw some the yeah, of the zodiac and i was like are these real and i looked them up and like one of them was like is like archived in like the library of congress and stuff like that so And it it kind of goes down in order from Aries from the head, Pisces to the the toe. So this is just kind of a general thing of the, the signs. So Aries controls the head, the face, the brain, and the eyes. Taurus is throat, neck, thyroid gland, and the vocal tract. Gemini is arms, lungs, shoulders, and hands. Cancer is chest, breasts, Stomachs and the ailmentary canal, which I have no idea what that is. <laughs> um, gross. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it sounds very gross. Um, <laughs> Leo is heart, chest, spine, spinal column, and upper back. Virgo is digestive system, intestines, and the nervous system in general. Libra is kidneys, skin, lumbar region, and the butt.
0: Erin! <laughs> <laughs> did you change it
1: from anus to the butt?
0: No, it? it
1: says buttocks. Oh, but. Buttocks. Okay.
0: I was um, going to be like, you would never say that, that other word. In the
1: butt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am 12 years old um, Scorpio is the reproductive system, sexual organs, and bowels. Sagittarius is hips, thighs, liver, and sciatic nerve. Capricorn, knees, joints, and the skeletal system. Aquarius is ankles in the circulatory system. Pisces, feet, toes, lymphatic system, and then tissue. So those are kind of... that's the overall kind of sign and and what is is kind of strongest for you or but I found a really good article that was like these things are strong for you and like a strong part of your body but that means you rely on them a lot. Mm. Oh my ears just got like blocked let's see is is mars moving through something yeah no that's like your body relies on it a lot so Mm -hmm. it can wear down so even though that is a strong part of your body and like that's associated with your sign it's something that that you should kind of keep an Hmm. eye out Hmm. on these signs play into also two uh important houses so the sixth house is the house of health and so whatever um your sign is in that house so as we have talked about in a much earlier earlier episode each of your houses has a sign mm-hmm. that is that rules it and the sixth house whatever whatever you have in your sixth house so if you have aries in your sixth house mm-hmm. that means that that is your stronger kind of health component oh okay so you your sixth house is Aries, that's your head and your brain are kind of the stronger health points in your in your body. Cancer is the skin. Scorpio is hormones, Sagittarius eyes. So there, there's something assigned to each of the each of the signs that's in your sixth house that, that is a strong point in your health. Mm. So it's something that you should kind of take care of you should rely on and if there is a planet in your sixth house that also means something so if the um but if the planet is in it that is something that's kind of that can be like a stressor to yeah. your health it says so if the if mercury is in your sixth house that can bring on stress Venus unpleasantness in kind of whatever whatever body part is is real. so it's like kind of building layers oh, on okay. on it so like say that Aries is in your sixth house um, that's the head and the brain and then you have Neptune which mm-hmm. can bring kind of a distraction to to whatever is in that um so that could could kind of be something that is like a distraction in your in your brain so kind of to read your chart think of like building building on this the other one to look at is the 12th house mm. So the sixth house is the strength in your health, and the twelfth house, the house that's opposite, is kind of the weakness oh, in your health. Okay. so so the signs are are kind of the same. So whatever your sign is for your twelfth house, that could be a weakness in your in your health. so it could be something um to so Aries, as I keep on talking about because it's the first one. yeah um if you could get like it was like if Aries is in your twelfth house, you could get headaches a lot. Mm. yeah. So so those are, are just things to, like, look at. Okay, so wait. What's Aquarius? Aquarius is ankles and the circulatory system. Oh my gosh, you have problems with your ankles, right? I No, I have bad circulation. Yeah.
0: And that's what it says. I just looked up my birth chart on Cafe Astrology, and it says House sixth house in Aquarius, weak point, circulation of the blood. Wow! That's crazy! (laughs) I mean, whatever. I don't know. I don't know if I believe in all of it, but it is a weird coincidence that I have, like, really bad circulation.
1: And I feel like whenever you start to run, you always, like, your ankle starts to bother you. Yeah. I
0: have a bad ankle, and part of that's from soccer injuries, Mm. but I have, like, bad veins. Like, I have, like, some spider veins and mm, it's like a hereditary mm. thing like all the women on my mom's side have them yeah so I don't think it's necessarily when I was born but it is an interesting coincidence yeah that's so wild so wait and then what's um my 12th house is Leo uh let's see your spine and upper back hmm I do have a lot of back pain but I think that's from stress stress well yeah. What's, um, like, tummy, like, digestive tract?
1: Because that's all my stuff going on now. Libra and Scorpio. Hmm. Oh, and also another thing it said was, like, look at, if there's a lot of something in your chart, Mm. also kind of look at that in in a relation. Like, it said that if you have a lot of Taurus in your your chart, you could be prone to, like, sore throats or, like, thyroid issues. Um... Because that, it kind of controls the the throat and the the thyroid. Um, There's a
0: lot of fucking Virgo in my chart. Really? So Mm -hmm.
1: that's digestive system (gasps) in
0: it? Shut up! I can't believe I spent so much money on going
1: to the doctor when I could have just looked up at my birth chart. That's crazy. I never want you to be sick, but this worked out perfect. (laughs) <laughs> um, oh no yeah so so that's just like a way to kind of look at how to read your chart in terms of of health right um that's kind of all the research i did because i've just been laying in bed for the yeah <laughs> you can wait what's up with your stuff so you're a libra yeah I, know, no, I i never look at my chart <laughs> really yeah you can look it over <laughs>
0: i look at my chart every once in a while um wow that's like the most coincidence i've found in my chart in a long time yeah ago. that's
1: wild because
0: i feel like Recently, I've been feeling super Virgo, which is my rising Mm. sign. Because I don't always, like, get the Capricorn. But,
1: wow, that's fucked. Yeah. So, there are people out there that do, like, healing. Yeah. Like, I think you, like... It's like a certification of like astrology that you can get. Yeah, I'm just sure. Like healing. Well, I know that. Yes, like,
0: we believe in medicine oh, and doctors. Yes. Yeah. Please go to the doctor. Please
1: go to the doctor. Um, I just think it's so interesting though, like hearing like the history yeah. where like all of this developed, and I do think that a lot of it is like, because another thing that it was talking about was your your elements and like the fixed and the mutable and stuff like mm. that, and that has a lot to do with the environment of like when you are born like if the air is like wet and moist like that I I, I can see how that can connect to the body because like when it is humid out like I feel a certain way or like when it's like like I work best in like dry cold climates so like yeah I could definitely see that playing or having an effect on your body and people kind of following that trend seeing that trend
0: I feel like as much as I get, I get the, like, horror of doctors with the, like, in response to the idea that when you're born affects, like, things that, like, those studies that I read about, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, like, from a total abstract or, like, oversimplifying stance, it makes sense that, like, when you're born might affect. Mm -hmm. Because if you think of, like, the environmental factors on a pregnant
1: person, Mm -hmm. it kind of sense. Have you ever read the book um, Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell? No. He has like a whole thing where like when you're born, how it like affects you, just because also like the environmental factors but also um, how people act, like what's going on during those times mm. and like how that can affect you like through your whole life. Um, yeah. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Science. Science. <laughs> I know I feel like at the end of the episode we always have to be like we believe, in science. <laughs> we believe in science um all right we don't not go to the doctor I don't go to the doctor but that's just because I don't like doctors yeah but if you were really sick you'd go yes yeah yeah I mean I've like had major surgeries before so like <laughs> <laughs> yeah I definitely believe in in science I just like to like Pretend like I'm not sick. Yeah, for as long as possible. Oh, our healthcare matches too.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> right. We have matching outfits yeah, and we matching healthcare health care plan. <laughs> um, I gotta pick a PCP. Same. Not the drug. <laughs> what is it called? Primary care physician. Yes. Yeah. I gotta pick one of those. Yeah,
1: I do too.
0: I think I'm gonna go with the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that like I should upload my chart to my my top healthcare plan profile?
1: Medical history. Here's my natal chart.
0: Well, here's the thing. I got a lot of Aquarius.
1: I got some Virgo going on. Oh, that's amazing! If you are a doctor and you listen to this, let us, let us know if uh, yeah. if you've heard of, if like any part of HIPAA. Hippocratic oath. Yes. Hi- Hippocrates. Yes, Hippocrates. Um, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. My ears are blocked, no. so. I would love for a doctor to email us. <laughs> I know, right? But get ready for me to hit you back with all my questions about
0: what's going on right, right now. With me <laughs> uh, um, I keep
1: thinking that I need, like, a friend who's a doctor to be like, hey. I know. I know a lot of doctors be- through my sister that are, like, PhDs. Mm, Not med doc, like not mm. like physicians right she doesn't know some physicians but uh, yeah i just go to my sister <laughs> i'm like ah, you study diseases <laughs> yeah anyway all right
0: get better soon aaron thank you
1: <laughs> all right we will see you later thanks everyone for listening bye, bye.